Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. Today, this episode is called Building in Public and Negativity. First, a word from our sponsor. Micro acquires the number one startup acquisition marketplace and uh, it's simply the most effective way to sell a startup when you're ready to make your next move. And here's a little story. This was the case with Derek Homan, the co-founder of Median, uh, co-browsing SaaS for tech support teams to provide an enhanced experience when they are troubleshooting online issues. And Derek bootstrapped Median with his co-founder for the past three and a half years while always having the itch to start another venture. And I can very much relate to that. Um, Without having decided if they were going to sell or not, they knew that if the right offer came, it would allow them to take the plunge into the next entrepreneurial move with a nice cushion and 100% of their focus. You can probably tell where this is going, but they decided to test the waters and list on MicroAcquire. Shortly after their listing went live, they had over 40 buyer offers in the span of three weeks, which ultimately led to a letter of intent for a perfect offer around $300,000. And their credits MicroAcquire for the easy listing process, but found the buyer community cultivated by MicroAcquire to be the strongest selling point, citing they have taken much longer to find a buyer that matched so well with their expectations had they taken any alternative routes. Derek and his co-founder are now proud serial entrepreneurs as they are building their new startup called Workshop. If you're remotely considering selling your startup like Derek and want to see how buyers would react to your listing, MicroAcquire would be a great option for you. The buyer community there that they've cultivated has an appetite for smaller apps and micro SaaS businesses, as well as bigger e-commerce and SaaS startups doing millions in revenue, really everything in between. And having helped the hundreds of startups get acquired and facilitated hundreds of millions in closed deal volume, MicroAcquire is still just getting started. So check out MicroAcquire if you're thinking about testing the market at microacquire.com. And now let's get started. I was invited to a Twitter space about audience building this week, and we talked about the not-so-fun side of building in public, and that's really dealing with negativity. And that's something that a lot of people are scared of. So when we talk about negativity on Twitter in particular, we often think about flame wars and shitstorms, stuff that is really negative, and that's the external kind of negative thinking. It happens when others project their negativity onto you, and that is scary indeed. No one wants to be judged and yelled at by strangers on the internet. But I have found through my own experience that our internal negative thoughts affect our capacity to build in public and be present on Twitter even more. Often it's not the dissenting opinion of a peer somewhere out there, but our own self-talk that keeps us from sharing our journey with others. And that's something that every builder eventually struggles with. Sometimes in the beginning, sometimes at a later point. I certainly did, and I still do. And I've found ways to deal with these thoughts and feelings that I want to share with you here today. It all starts with honesty. When the skies are clear, you can see further. And when it comes to your own thoughts, just being honest with yourself is a good point to start to see further into your own life. Building a public is scary. And having strong feelings about this is perfectly fine. I think anxiety and doubt, they're just natural companions on the entrepreneurial journey. You're a pioneer, right? you're an explorer and you're charting into unknown territory. You're trying to build something that has never existed before. Of course, that's scary. Otherwise, someone else would have already done it. As humans, we're hardwired to avoid pain. 
So whenever there is even the slightest risk of failure, a primal instinct kicks in and our brains try to convince us to stop doing what we're doing. We come up with all kinds of stories, all kinds of narratives, and they're all fictitious and pure conjecture, but still very convincing. And they try to get us to take the safer path. But I don't believe that toiling away in secrecy is the safer path compared to building in public. In fact, I think it's the opposite. Hiding your work and building in private is the risky approach to entrepreneurship. Not sharing anything with your future customers or your current founder peers makes you prone to trust your own unvalidated assumptions. And they might be quite wrong. You only need to look at the product hunt page of the day to see where that leads. There are a few products that do exceptionally well there. They're amazing and they have a lot of feedback, a great community around them. But almost all products launched on any given day get just a few upvotes, if any. They are forgotten. They're on the bottom of the list. And they're usually great products too. It's just that nobody cares about them. They might be solutions looking for a problem or they might be products with an audience of one. No matter why they don't get the attention they deserve, they fail. And usually, the maker behind the product feels disillusioned, disappointed, and questions the value of their work. Most of the products that fail like this were built in private. You can see that because there's nothing that would prove that they've been built in public. Their creators often spend months, sometimes years on these products in secret. They focus on features, interfaces, solving problems, but they do so without involving their future customers. They assume the product will speak for itself. That doesn't sound like the safer way to me. One of the benefits of building in public is the presence of tight feedback loops. If you share your building journey, people will point out mistakes as soon as they happen. And that means you need to be willing to make mistakes. And from the looks of it, that is probably one of the scariest things you can do in public. So when we start thinking about being vulnerable in public, we then quickly start conjuring up all kinds of negative emotions and self-talk as well. We get hit by a crashing wave of imposter syndrome, that feeling that we're not qualified to do whatever we set out to do. And we have crippling anxiety and endless doubts about the tiniest of details. I certainly had, and I still sometimes do. I've been doing this for years now, and I often still get into this position where I feel, ooh, is this right? Should I do this? I start to question my basic assumptions. Like, if others aren't sharing their failures, why should I? And why should we generally expose ourselves to criticism, criticism and judgment? Like, why is that a good idea? Why should we want to stand out when we have the much safer path of building in secret, of not sharing? And the answer is that keeping everything to yourself and expecting eventual success is a fallacy. Public exposure is often the prerequisite for the success that you actually seek by building in private. There's no build it and they will come. Just because you created a good product doesn't mean that people know about it. Founders learn this every day. A business isn't just a product. It also requires finding a way of making people aware of it and excited about your work. And that's where building in public shines incredibly strong. But it comes with a catch. If you're just starting out, you don't have an audience to build in front of. It's great to know that seasoned builders have huge groups of people cheering them on and supporting them with their launches and marketing and everything, but where does this leave the founders who are just getting started? And I believe that the answer to this is community and active community. Knowing that you're surrounded by people who are doing the very same thing, who are feeding the same hesitation and the same doubts as you are, well, that will help you find the courage you need. And you surrounding yourself with others just like you is the most stabilizing thing you can do to find your footing as a builder in public. 
if you see people building their businesses in front of you every day, it becomes less scary for you. And if you see them struggle, sometimes fail, and sometimes succeed, it becomes less risky to share your own journey. After all, they still keep doing it, even though things can sometimes get hard. You see these founders persevere and grow in public. And that's the realization that made all of this make sense to me. When I witnessed this in my own community, imposter syndrome and growth are two sides of the same coin. Because growth pushes us out of our comfort zone. The discomfort that we feel triggers our brain's primal instinct to avoid change. And we feel like an imposter. And this also means that we're on the cusp of personal growth whenever we feel imposter syndrome. And ever since I understood that, that it's okay to feel imposter syndrome, it's a sign that I'm about to grow, I sought that feeling. I actively look for things that make me feel like an imposter because I know these opportunities will make me grow if I go and jump ahead. But I had to do a lot of work for that. And the thing that stood in my way the most was perfectionism. It feels really bad and really weird to share something unfinished in the world of polished final products. All throughout my school years, and I remember this these well because I still kind of hate how education works in that regard, all the people ever asked me to deliver was the perfect final product, the perfect essay, the perfect drawing or whatever it was. Nobody cared about my drafts. If something wasn't good enough, I'd be punished with a bad mark. And I was always encouraged to keep working on my projects in secret until I had the perfect final result. So we've all been trained very much subconsciously to be private perfectionists. Building in public allows us to overcome this because building in public allows us to become public perfectionizers. It's not about the perfect result. It's about making the thing perfect. If you're sharing your journey, if you involve your future customers and your supporters in your efforts from day one, well, then it's clear that you're starting with something unfinished because you're going somewhere with it. That's the whole point. You want people to see your progress, which can only happen when something becomes better. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be improved. And once I reframed my public work as an opportunity to improve instead of having to present the perfect product at all times, it became significantly easier to suppress the imposter syndrome that I felt and the doubting voices that I heard in my head. And one quick word here about our own self-talk, because I'm already about voices. I heard, some, uh, I, I heard some, someone uh, say that when it comes to the voices in our head, the self isn't the voice speaking, it's who's listening. And that changed a lot for me. The doubt and the anxiety aren't me. That's not myself. It's just a, the one of the instruments in, of many in the orchestra that is my mind. But the listener, the person, the thing, whatever it is, perceiving all these voices. Now that is me. And I can choose what to listen to. I can choose which voice I take seriously and which one I ignore. And I choose to listen to the part of me that is ambitious and willing to make progress towards a goal. Even if it means change and uncertainty. And as entrepreneurs, risk is just part of our occupation. Every business that doesn't yet exist in the world is essentially just an ambitious goal at first. And building in public is talking about these goals and manifesting them into reality, leaving traces of our ambition. Now that invites investment and support. Finding a community of like-minded creators and builders is the first step. And it doesn't have to be a gigantic community either. Start with just finding peers, individuals on the same journey as yourself. Connect with them on Twitter or in specialized forums or communities and Reddit or real-life meetups even. Find your people and your people will start supporting you because you have aligned goals. And from there, 
increase your circle of influence by sharing your progress, or the lack thereof, whatever it is, in public. Share your journey. You'll grow your following over time by just showing up consistently. Because people love to see stories in the making. And the more they see, the more they invest. And they'll invest their attention, their support, and their encouragement into you and your project if you show up on their screens relentlessly, every day. So give people something to relate to. Your journey, and your aims, your goals, your ambitions. And building in public becomes much less scary. People will shout you out because they learn from you and from what you share. They support you when you're struggling because they're part of your community. They want you to succeed. And they'll celebrate you when you're going strong. Be honest about your journey and they'll trust you with their time and attention. And this is what builds relationships. And this is what building trust is all about. And that trust is what will allow you to silence your monkey mind and all these voices when it makes you fear the prospects of building in public. Because they're just really in your head. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Avidkal, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book Zero to Sold at zerotosold.com, The Embedded Entrepreneur at theembeddedentrepreneur.com. And my recently launched Twitter course, find your following and find your following.com. If you've got any questions about the episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening today and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.